Dillon, up ahead, Winston. No one near him. And he's going to come out with it. And Michigan State is headed to the plus. Hello, everybody. You're listening to a new episode of Spartan Crazies. It's Michigan Week with Ryan and Tim. Uh, we're going to start out with basketball real quick first uh, to get that out of the way, I guess, and then we'll get into big stuff for the week. So, Tim, go ahead if you want to talk about basketball. Hey, Ryan, you um, couldn't have made it sound more exciting for Michigan Week. <laughs> I can, I guess yeah, I could tell super, just how jacked super, you are. Super pumped. Yeah. Um, so... We are going to get there. It's the more important topic. It's the more pertinent topic. But um, we are not going to record between today and um, the exhibition for basketball. Because I, I specifically want to see the exhibition and then talk about it versus talk about it before. It's like, <laughs> what would that be for an exhibition, right? That's like almost pointless. What, are we going to break down GVSU? Yeah. Um, that's not going to happen. So, anyway, <clears throat> we're going to talk a little basketball. There has been some, you know, actual basketball news since we last recorded. We did um, skip a week after the Wisconsin win because we wanted to kind of, you know, going into a bye week, it's like a very, like, what does that Wisconsin win mean? We'll get there, right? We're going to talk about it. But um, we're just going to gear up for the event that is, um, the football game in Ann Arbor this Saturday. So, um, but first, uh, there was media day for Big Ten. Um, you know that means that they all go to where is it like Chicago or something like that. Yeah, I didn't even check Indianapolis. Maybe um, usually MSU would send like three captains, but it appears they send like five, six guys this time. Um, I think that's more of a Izzo doesn't really know. Who's going to emerge type move? Um, might be a, a psychological move. Who knows? Um, but, you know, I think we just kind of got your average stuff from the guys that you... I don't think we learned anything from any of the media day stuff. Um, <clears throat> you know, I recall Malik Hall last season. He said that MSU was going to win the conference. And I remember thinking... Well, a lot of guys are confident. They, they're going to say that when they're projected 10th, you know. But this is Michigan State. They, um, you know, Malik Hall has been on a team that won the conference, hung a bat banner. Um, I was optimistic. And if you recall, Ryan, MSU started like 14-2 and two last season in basketball. They were ripping. And they looked pretty awesome. And then, you know, the rest of the season happened. But, um I would say that you're hearing the similar thing. So this this go round, I'm more like, ah, we'll see. You know, I want to see what this team is because um, it's it's a really hard team to pin down. There's so many there's so many um, guys that were kind of projecting to make a jump, but like that's never a great sign when you think the team's gonna be better because. Every guy is just supposed to make a jump. 
Um, and I'm saying that hyperbolically because it's not every guy, but, um, I don't think you got a lot from media day. However, there was just a secret scrimmage as they call them with Tennessee. And, um, (laughs) I kind of like these just because of the mystery, you know, it's like this thing that nobody can really figure out and you're, you're searching Twitter, you're searching the message boards. Um, I've got a good idea of what happened based on the little that anyone knows outside of the team. Um, there, Tennessee uh, shared a picture gallery that had just still photos. And in those photos, you had some shots of the score. So you can take some things away. And we've gotten word. I specifically um, tweeted at Kyle Austin, who follows the team, covers the team. And he said that basically... Tennessee-Michigan State scrimmage was close for 30 minutes. Then Tennessee pulled away. Um, and that's that's what we kind of know for sure right now. So if we're going to break down the pictures, Ryan, I don't know. Have you been seeing? I saw them. Okay. Essentially, MSU was either like tied-ish with Tennessee at half or maybe a little up. And over the the first 10 minutes of the second half, it was pretty much head-to-head equal. MSU tweeted out a video with clips from the scrimmage. Um, you saw the score in a few of those clips, and you got to see some of the actual action, which is probably more important. But um, it pretty much backs up what everyone's been saying. Close game for 30 minutes, then Tennessee ended up winning. Now, a few things. I think that... because. I'll say this again, Ryan, you know, ring the bell. I was a college athlete. We had exhibitions too. And guess what? We wanted to win those exhibitions. We didn't go out there like, this doesn't matter. I wanted to win a starting spot. Um, you, if you don't think that those kids are thinking the same thing, you're like, you're crazy. Like, it's a game. There were refs. It doesn't go on the record, but, you know, the competitor in you comes out and you want to win. You want to be better than them. You want to show what you can do. And plus, these guys are all, they're all D1 athletes. They're stars. They, they're not just athletes. They're star athletes. Um, so, in my opinion, first half is a real game in, in terms of who was going to win and, you know, if, the, if it were a real game. Um, of course, MSU doesn't have Aikens right now. We'll talk about that. But, um, you know, some of this is real. Some of it means something. Now, the last 10 minutes, we're seeing photos of one specific photo people have pointed out. Carson Cooper and Jackson Kohler are on the floor at the same time. Um, <laughs> so my thinking is Jackson's at the five and Carson's at the four. I guess you could say it's reverse, but I really doubt that. Um, and you probably had the benches kind of emptied out. Now, could that have been like with a minute to go? Probably. It could have. But... I know from the past, these secret scrimmages, they are trying to work on some things, try out some lineups. And, you know, if Izzo sees 30 minutes of, okay, like we can actually play this game. Um, now let's kind of mess around. I could see that. I, I don't think that Izzo wants to lose. I think that if MSU was a much better team than Tennessee, they'd probably win the scrimmage. But um, Tennessee, they're a top 15 AP team. Number four in Ken Palm preseason. If you do recall, um, they were, what are they, a 3-4 seed last year in the tournament? Oh, my God. <laughs> Ryan just made a choking 
Um, Rick Barnes. <laughs> he made a gesture. Um, yes, they did lose to Michigan. Uh, Michigan has, you know, some nice matchups against them, but they're a pretty solid team. They're bringing it back a lot. I think that they're, you know, the fact that Ken Palm says they're top five, does that mean they're top five? Of course not, but I think it does indicate that they're, there's reason to believe that they're a top 25 team at the very least. So um, that means if we are to assume that, Tennessee's pretty good. MSU was hanging with a pretty good team. Um, of course, they didn't get the result I, I guess we'd all hope for in a real game, but uh, the rest is we're going to have to wait and see. I think we're going to find out later in the week like just like the real clarity on the, the scrimmage. Um, I'll say this. The video they shared, all of the highlights were of MSU making threes. We've talked about this. MSU is going to be a good three-point shooting team. I actually did a little investigation. I think I've done something like this before for this exact squad. Um, if you just bring back all of the guys who are going to be for sure getting major minutes, that's your starting five, and then like an Aikens, um, a Pierre Brooks. Um, you know, Aikens might be starting, but you know what I'm saying? Like the top seven. Um if you take their numbers from last year, they're a 39% three-point shooting team. And that's not including Sissoko because he has never taken a shot. Or if it's like one, something like that. And Jackson Kohler, we don't know. You know, Will he be shooting even? We don't know that. So I've excluded them. I think that you can reasonably believe they're going to be a pretty good shooting team. I think that is one thing that historically they you can point to and say, that's what they'll be good at. What are they not going to be good at? Well, um, you know, there's issues with the front court. People are worried about um, the basically defense and the low post. Um, rebounding's been an issue. So I'm going to just say this quickly because I have no way of verifying this. There is um, a rumor, apparently, this could be true, that Madi played 27 minutes, um, which means that's like straight up starter center minutes, right? The fact that he can play 27 is kind of nice because we all wanted Marcus Bingham to play 27 minutes. I just don't think he could. Um, the report is that he had one point and five rebounds. Jesus. So, oh, and I forgot a, another important stat there. Also, one foul. Okay, so here's what I'm thinking it's very hard to play that long and get one point. Like, that's you're, – you're a ghost out there. Five rebounds, that's not enough for a starting center. Um, but one foul. I think that, like, in his limited minutes, Madi's going in there and trying to get these rebounds he's never going to grab, trying to get these blocks he's never going to make. I think he was just fouling recklessly. And the fact that he played 27 minutes, which would have been the most he's ever played by a huge margin, um, and he only got one foul – this is my thinking. I don't know what happened, but he's been he's clearly adjusted something. Um it, maybe it's what he um he's attempting to grab in terms of rebounds. Maybe he's not going for these ridiculous blocks, you know, one comes to mind, the Ao Desunmu um block where he's just like downward motioning. A lot of Illinois fans want to say that he's dirty. I I would say I don't think he really knows basketball that well. Like, he's just trying to block the ball. Like, he's sw swatting at it. That's pretty natural, in my opinion. Um, so, anyway, 
If this is to be true, Mahdi got one foul. I think that's an encouraging sign in terms of he's changing up his just reckless, like doesn't look like an actual basketball player like style out there. Um, but 1.5 rebounds, like he was kind of just getting bullied out there, probably. Uh, I can't really understand why else. All the highlights from the scrimmage, Mahdi's not getting the ball. Uh, a lot of penetration and out to the perimeter for a three. Um, he's probably not establishing himself well enough. That's a skill in its own. I, I think there's a lot of things, but um, we're going to have to wait and see on that. Anyway, um, of course, Aikens not playing, I think, is an important role. We've talked about it a hundred times. He's supposed to be ready for Northern Arizona. We'll see. That's a huge part of this team. It really is. I think he's a starter. He should be. Um, and if he's not a starter, he's, you know, six man easy. So you want him back. Also good shooter. Also good defender. Um, one important thing that not enough people talk about, very good rebounder. Um, he's just an, a good athlete. So that's something they need. Um, they play GVSU. Is it Tuesday? I think it's Tuesday. We're going to talk. Obviously, we're going to watch the game. Um, we're going to break down what we see because Grand Valley is not Tennessee. You know, if you're Mati Sissoko, you should be probably dominating Grand Valley Center. Probably. Anyway, um, we'll wrap this up and we'll get to football. Um, I'm encouraged generally by the fact that MSU is hanging around Tennessee. Um, I'm encouraged that they did it without Aikens. And if the stat line for Mahdi is true, and he, what I'm trying to say, contributed one point, and they were hanging with Tennessee, I mean, I've said it all along, Ryan, back me up, like, he needs more time. This isn't actually surprising to me, like, if he's struggling right now. He needs that experience. He needs to be able to figure out and say, oh, if I do this, this might have, you know, if I do this 10 times a game instead of that. I might have better um, numbers, um, that better success rate, you know, more possessions for the team, especially getting offensive board. So there's more to come. Madi is clearly the starter if these numbers, these rumors are true, um, and clearly a ways to go. <laughs> but other than that, you'd have to be happy with the fact that MSU was shooting it nice in someone else's gym and, um, you know, wasn't a pushover. So... That's really all we had for um, basketball. Of course, the season is coming up. We're going to do a, like a real basketball pod where we'll talk about, you know, not just the team, but like what the landscape of the season looks like in terms of schedule and the Big Ten. So um, I'm excited for it, but it's really hard to really think about basketball like seriously when this game is looming on the weekend. Um, Ryan looks so eager to talk about it so i'm gonna let him <laughs> get to it we are going to first touch on the wisconsin win by the way this podcast other than ryan who is just as much of a puddle of a person not in terms of puddle people but in terms of his optimism as it could have gotten last podcast so um <clears throat> Maybe that's what you need to be good at the picks part because he had a good weekend for that. But uh, 
I just, I'm curious what you think from, I've actually been waiting to talk to you about what you think that Wisconsin meant, win meant, what you think the guys coming back healthy means. And I know you're smirking like, probably not anything good for this weekend or good enough, but how about you um, touch quickly on what you saw in the Wisconsin game? Uh, I did see some encouraging things, like they were able to get a pass rush and they hadn't been able to do that for a while. Um, Jacoby Winman moving back to linebacker, uh, which is where he was originally at before he came here, was a good move in my opinion. It looked like it worked out. One defensive player of the week again. Um, I, I liked what I saw from him. I, I, I think that he's a stud if you put him in the right positions and – I mean, obviously he gets doubled a lot, and but he is that that guy's legit. I mean, people could say, "Oh, he was a no show in those," you know, from the from the Washington game on. It's like he's getting doubled every play because everybody's hurt. I mean, I don't know what people expect, but uh, them moving him to a linebacker actually, I think, was a big plus move. Uh, liked that move. Uh, I thought that the offensive line looked. I mean. They struggle to an extent, but they look somewhat better. I mean, uh, I'll say this though: Jaden Reed and Keon Coleman are dudes. I mean, those two, those those are two guys. If you had those two guys as your top two receivers on a Big Ten title team, on a team, you could win a Big Ten title with them if you had enough talent around them. I mean, they're both really good players. I think they play at a school like Ohio State. They're that good. Um, really liked how they both played. Uh, Thought Thorne looked a lot better. Uh, the protection was better, like I said. So I mean, I, and then you get guys like Slade back. You get Xavier Henderson back. I think that helped. Uh, you could tell that they were more um, organized, I guess, with Henderson out there, kind of leading the defense. Um, they kind of looked, I guess, since he got hurt, they kind of looked discombobulated to an extent. So. Getting him back helps a lot in that, and obviously he's a great run. He, he comes up in the box and can stop the run. So uh, getting him back's huge. Kendall Brooks sat out last was out last week, I, I believe, and he didn't play. Um, so interesting to see. I think he's going to be good to go this weekend, so uh, hopefully he can play. Uh, but yeah, I, I I think it's encouraging that you get those guys, those two guys back. Um, just. Really helpful. Um, I full. I I I just don't know how much you can take away from this. I mean, I get Wisconsin kind of beat the crap out of Purdue last week, but to be honest with you, I'm just not. I'm not going to take a ton from this game for this upcoming weekend because I'm just not. To be honest, Michigan is just better overall on the board besides the, the one place where I could say I think Michigan State has an advantage on Michigan is Michigan State's receivers are better than Michigan's corners. The, the, I mean, Keon Coleman and Jaden Reed are both studs. They're the, they're the best. Until Ohio State, this is going to be the best group of receivers they play. Um, but MSU's got to be able to run the ball this game. Don't really see that happening uh, because, I mean, you know the stats. I think it's something like – 45 out of the last 50 games, the team that has led in rushing has won this game. I just don't don't really see that happening for MSU. I mean, Michigan's off, offensive line is really good, as much as it pains me to admit that. Uh, I get Michigan State's got Slade back, who's a potential. He's I mean, he's got all-American potential, uh, and he can stuff the run. But 
I, I don't know if I, I would assume he's close to 100% now, but getting him back, and I think him and Barrow can, you know, make plays, you know, slowing them down, but maybe Winman can get the QB. I, I, I just don't see this. This is either going to be a Michigan State win, which I don't see happening, or MSU's going to get blown out. Because if you look at um, the stats for clo- close games under Mel Tucker, Michigan State has won every single close game within, I think it's 10 points. They've won every game under Coach Tucker. Uh, and every other game they've gotten blown out in. So, um, yeah, I, I just don't see MSU being able to get enough stops, get off the field. I think I'm not, like, super sold on J.J. McCarthy. I don't think he's, like, a stud. I think he's good enough. I mean, you saw Tanner Morgan torch Michigan State's defense. I, I, I just don't I, – I can see him getting – I mean, Cade McNamara, I mean, he's not a, he wasn't a bad quarterback, but last year he torched MSU. And this pass defense is arguably almost as bad. I, I get they slowed down Graham Mertz last week. Graham Mertz is arguably the worst quarterback in the conference. He is terrible. Just mm-hmm. god-awful. Um so, I mean, I think he threw for, like, 138 yards. Big freaking deal. I, I get it. Like, maybe they got some confidence from it, but I, I just don't see them being able to stop the, stop the pass. And maybe it, it's hard for me to say that they can slow down the run because Michigan is just – I mean, their offensive lines are really good. And MSU has struggled sometimes against the run this year. Um, I just don't – I can see a path to winning this game. But I don't think it's going to happen. I think MSU is going to get pro- probably get blown out in this game. I uh, I hope I'm wrong. I'd love to you know, go into this game and somehow win. And just Michigan fans would, you know, you think you think there was one, there was only one guy who deleted his account after 2020. They lose this game, their fans might leave. I, I like 25 percent of their fan base might delete their Twitter accounts. Uh-huh. Now, I mean, I. But it, it is kind of funny listening to them. They're like, like, where are you guys at? It's like, dude, what do you want me to say? We suck. I, I have self-awareness and humility to the point where I'm not going to run my mouth this week because I'm not stupid. Yeah, they just want like they just want Spartan fans to like make like like they're trying to they find anything they can to be mad about. Yeah, like they want them to have like some sort of receipt they can make fun of them for. It's like here's the newsflash: we're not like totally delusional like you guys. I I I know when Michigan State is bad. Like, and this isn't like 2020. Like, yeah, anything can happen in this game. This isn't like 2020 where it's the second game of the year, and you don't really know a ton about these teams. I mean, this, we have a seven game sample size on both of these teams. It's that's a pretty big sample size. I I think we know to a decent extent what they are. I I, I think we know more about MSU than we do about Michigan because MSU is just not good. Um, but. It it's like I I don't know what you want me to say like it we suck it, it's it's simple I like, I'm smart enough to not run my mouth when my team sucks because that's common sense and that's what people with a brain do right um it'd be dumber to to, <laughs> to run your mouth like what am I supposed to say like I'm not gonna come out here and lie and say I think Michigan State's gonna win this game I I, I think that, that this game is either gonna be a blowout or Michigan State's gonna win, but it, I'm like ninety percent sure this game's gonna be a blowout. Like I, I, I don't see Michigan State winning this game. I can see a path to them winning it, absolutely. But like, 
a bunch of like there would have to be a lot of crazy mistakes. stuff that would like Michigan would have to turn over the ball a ton for Michigan yeah. State to win this game, and MSU would have to be able to run the ball, and we all know how that's went this year. It's not the the running game has been mediocre at best. It's it, I I just don't see it. Like I'd love to see like Elijah Collins go off for 150 yards this game. That'd be awesome. Like, but common sense says that's probably not going to happen. I. I like MSU's not good. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Like, like I said, the only advantage where I see Michigan State that I see Michigan State having this game is their wide receivers against Michigan's DBs. I think MSU can. But the problem is they're not going to be able to establish the run, so they're going to Michigan's going to sell out for the pass. And like, so what the hell are you do? What the hell are you going to be able to do when you can't throw the ball? I mean, they can't. MSU can't run it, so. Like, yeah, there's a path, but there's a lot of crazy stuff that would have to happen. Like, Thorne can't turn the ball over, and he's had problems with that this year. Um, it, it's going to take a perfect game for them. Yeah, I mean, take a damn near perfect game to win this game. And I I, I don't think – I like, I'm not sold on Michigan as, like, a playoff team. Like, I think they're good, but I think the Big Ten just really sucks this year. Like, Ohio State, I, I think that they're – the first or second best team in the country. I, I'm totally sold on them. I think they're really good. Um, not really sold on Michigan. I mean, they they struggled with Maryland at home. Um, they were Indiana was with them, played with them for three quarters. I I just don't I don't think they're that good. Like, I I think that they're a good team, but I don't think they're as good as they were last year. I I like this team is much better than MSU. MSU is just bad, but. I don't think that they're a team that I think Ohio State should beat them pretty handily in Columbus. I I just don't see them beating them this year. Uh, but yeah, like I, I it's just kind of, and it's funny seeing people like Taylor Juan run their mouths all week. It's like, dude, you got your ass kicked this entire rivalry. Like this is not the week for you to run your mouth, bro. Like he never learns his lesson. Like last year. He ran his mouth before the game. They blow a six a sixteen point lead, seventeen point lead, whatever the hell it was, and he's doing it again this year. It's like, dude, we we aren't like we're laughing at you. Like we, you're yeah. not upsetting us. We think it's hilarious that you're dumb enough to run your mouth when all the only thing we know about you in this rivalry is that you said something really bad to Will Golston. Like I'm not gonna get into details on that. And he punched you in the face because you're a douchebag. And then. The entire 2013 game, you got thrown into the ground by the entire team, and then you tried to pick a fight with a free safety who's half your size. Really big man. You know, like, and I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole of how bad of a person Taylor Lewan is. I mean, you can look it up for yourself. He's a pretty bad dude. Um, But it's like, these guys just don't, like, they never keep their mouth shut. Like, I don't get it. Like, you've got your ass kicked for the last 15 years. Yeah, we suck this year, but it's like... It's like for these guys to have like this complex that they're just so much better than Michigan State is just so funny to me. Like, especially guys that lost when like multiple times, like they had a losing record when they were at when they were at U of M, the MSU. Like, dude, like do you guys not learn to just not run your mouths? Like, I I just don't. I don't get the the. They don't think I, I this. I don't know. It's just ridiculous. But, 
yeah, I mean, I just don't – I don't think Saturday is going to be fun. I wish this was a noon game just so they could get it over with. Like, I'm really annoyed this game's at night. And also, wanted to point out, they've had two night games at U of M in the last three games where they had fans there. Michigan State, 2016, yeah, MSU sucked. Noon game, 2018, both teams are ranked in Spartan Stadium. Noon game, 2021, yeah, I get it was big noon kick. Noon game. When the hell are we going to get a night game? Like, this is ridiculous. I'm, like, I don't think it makes that big of a difference because MSU went there in 2017 and they won. But when the hell does Michigan State get a night game in this rivalry? Like, I, I just don't understand why they don't get one. It's just stupid to me. If it, I, I, I'm I hoping next year both these teams are good and they don't make a big noon kickoff and it gets the 7, 38 o'clock late game slot, but we'll see what happens. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't really know what else to talk about with this game. I think I pretty pretty much covered everything. I just don't see this being a very close game. Hope I'm wrong because uh, if I'm wrong, I think – if it's close, I think Michigan State can find a way to win. Uh, in fact, if it's a close game, I would give MSU a better chance to win the game than Michigan, to be honest with you, because like I said, if you look at the stats, if MSU's in a close game under Tucker, they usually win. They have won every single close game they've been in under Tucker. So, What's the – but how much of a difference is there because of some of the guys who have come back who are now healthy? I think it does make a difference. I think having guys like Slade back and Henderson back does help. But you're still missing guys like Bogle, Petrowski. I don't know if he's playing this week or not, but he's been out. Um, I mean, you don't have a lot of depth on, a, on the defensive line. I mean, they were starting a true freshman at defensive end against Wisconsin and Zion Young. Like, I, I think he's going to be a good player, but you don't want to get to that point where you're starting. Like, and he's not like it's not like he was a stud five star or four star recruit. He was a three star guy. Like, I think he's going to be a good player, but I don't want him getting starting snaps this in big 10 play like that's just not a recipe for success unfortunately but i mean i think it helps but i don't think it's going to make that much of a difference to be honest in this game okay um i mean i'm pretty much exactly there with you uh i think the fact that the money line bet is like minus a thousand for michigan or something like that I think that's all you really need to know. They are supposed to win this. This is a heavy, heavy favorite. And I'll say this. MSU does come into this game with nothing to lose. Michigan has everything to lose if they lose this game. So problem is, is football is just one of those, like, it's not like in basketball where you have yeah, the you one can, guy. You can have a guy that just goes just off. Hits yeah. every three. Oh, I mean, you can have a guy like Kenneth Walker last year, but that's, I mean, they don't have a guy like that on the roster this right. year. Right. Um, the no-run game, which, I mean, honestly, has MSU had, like, even a run over, like, 30 yards? I, this year? I mean. Right, the first two games they did, but now. Right. Like, I think since then, I don't think they have. It's just, like, non-existent, which sucks because all these dudes are great athletes. Like, how can they not? Because the offensive line just can't run block. I had like it, it to me as somebody who's a simpleton. It feels like football is just straight up all in the line. It is. It's it, like it's, it just who's got the biggest. And Michigan's dudes. got a great offensive line. Why? Why is that? Like, I guess they are pretty highly um, recruited. Though, like the big boys. Like it, those I are. I mean, to be honest, five star. To be honest with you, though, offensive line recruiting to an extent is a crapshoot. It's the hardest position to. Uh, 
evaluate how good a guy's going to be in college. Um, that's they're the most busts out of highly rated guys are usually on the offensive line because it's really hard to evaluate how good they're going to be. I mean, you look at a guy like Devontae Dobbs, massive bust, not even playing college football anymore. was like a top 50 recruit that came to MSU. He's not even playing football anymore. Like, I mean, and then you got guys like Jarrett Horst, who, while he struggled to an extent this year, he was no—he was a JUCO guy that nobody really wanted, and he's been pretty good at MSU. I mean, you just don't know. With I mean, defensive line is a lot easier. Offensive line, it's tough to figure. It is really hard to recruit, to figure out, to evaluate these guys. I mean, and it, <laughs> I'm going to go on to this again. Michigan State had really bad offensive line coaches in the late D'Antonio years, and they missed on a lot of guys, and you're seeing it now. They 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 didn't hit their evaluations, and these guys aren't very good. I mean, and who's the who's now. the O line coach right now? Yeah, uh, Coach Calf. I mean, he's I've said before I, I'm giving him at least four or five years to get this right because it's he has left a lot of garbage. I see. Okay, well, you know, I'm just curious because um, it does seem like it's almost, it's it's less luck when it comes to, like, a good football team versus a bad football team. Like, the bad one just kind of doesn't have a chance. MSU, if everything is perfect, I could see some crazy miracle. We've seen it before. That's the only reason I really think that. Yeah, this is different, though, than 2020, if that's what you're talking about. Well, it's, even... Um, um, <clears throat> 17 I guess but that was also early in the season 2016 like but the game was close. kind of close some do it to, yeah they kind of kept it close and, and I know you say that they had some guys on that team but do you have some guys on this team um some yeah I mean you got a few I mean Windman's gonna be an NFL player I mean you got some guys if but... something goes wrong I mean this is a psychological if Michigan battle. State can keep it close for three quarters like Michigan might choke yeah yeah, that's sports. So anyway, we could sit here and do the what ifs all day. Um, I think we both pretty much agree Michigan State should and probably will lose on Saturday. Um, I know my friends who are Michigan fans are just going to lose their minds. Okay, Pink. then um, next time we win, we're just going to do the same. Like, I mean, celebrate all you want, but um, I would have to say that the – Talent is improving. They're going to get rid of some of these other guys, right? Um, so I doubt they're going to keep the same coaching staff. Um, like, I, I really don't think that this this is season, a, this is, season is not indicative at all, like, like you were about to say, of the future of the program. Right. Okay. And that's how I feel. Um, of course, they're going to have their fun, but... Whatever, um, man. The game's not over yet. The yeah. game hasn't even I been mean, played. I had fun when we beat the shit out of them when they were bad. So, you know what? Go at it. <laughs> we've, we've owned you since I was in... High school, so I don't really care. Right, and it's a rivalry. Yeah. Like, if we just kept winning, yeah, <laughs> it wouldn't boring. be much of a rivalry, right? No, I'm not saying I, know, I would not, love well, that. It's not boring, but I yeah, would love that. It would be but, great. Um, yeah, the, the landscape for past that, like them versus Ohio State and stuff, I'm not sure. Uh, I guess we'll have to wait. I'm not. I, I don't think they're going to – I don't think the same thing's going to happen as last year. I'd be surprised. <laughs> All right, so you want to get to our picks? All right, so uh, the first game we're going to do is Michigan's favored by 22.5 against MSU. Uh, we already talked about this. I'm picking Michigan to cover. Oh, boy. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know, man. I've been thinking about this one 
you're going basis on the basis that it's going to be a blowout or close, and you think it's not going to be close. So, um, twenty-two and a half is kind of a weird number, but they want to run the score up, so I'm going to say Michigan too. All right, so second game, the big noon kickoff game. Abolish big noon, by the way. Please go away. Uh, this game should be at night. This is ridiculous. Uh, Penn State's at home against Ohio State. Ohio State's favored by 15 and a half. Um, yeah, I'm going to pick OSU here because I think they're either the first or second best team in the country. And uh, I, I know they like to run it up on Penn State whenever they play them. So. I think Ohio State is very good too, but it's mostly based on Ryan's opinion. Um, and so if I think that, and I just saw what happened to them with last weekend. Two weekends ago. Yeah, two weekends ago. Um, <clears throat> like I think Ohio State. But, you know, I actually know this is a little bit of a – somewhat of a rivalry, you know. And, uh, and every time I watch, it's sort of close. But – you know, it doesn't feel like it'll be that way this year. Am I way off? No, Ohio State's just that good, I think. <clears throat> okay, and I forgot to mention, Ryan went 5-0 and last week. I did. And uh, I, that's got to be literally a first for the podcast, for real. <laughs> I mean, unless I'm forgetting one. I went 4-1, and got us kind of both back in it I'm at 28-28, and so... Pretty average, and then Ryan's twenty five and thirty one. But boy, did he need that five game swing. Um, so hashtag fade Ryan. It's uh it's coming out pretty poorly at eleven and fifteen right now. But honestly, I think history will show that we should continue to hashtag fade Ryan. Um, all right, let's get back to business. Minnesota, fourteen and a half point favorites over Rutgers. I don't know if Tanner Morgan's going to be back this weekend. I don't think Rutgers is Rutgers bad, like as bad as they usually are. And 14 and a half is a weird number. I'm going to pick Rutgers to cover. Hmm. I have no idea. Like straight up nothing. Um, yeah, I don't like that number either. I'm going to do that too. Whatever. Um, Nebraska hosting the Illini, who are seven and a half point favorites on the road. Yeah, I'm gonna take Nebraska to cover here, home dog, and it's seven and a half. So I like that home dog. More than seven, that's a good bet. See, Ryan, you're learning. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you've changed after all. Um, Iowa hosting Northwestern, the home. Hawkeyes. God, this game is going to be so bad. 11 point favorites. Is this at night or? I don't know. I think it's. A, no, I think it's a 3 30 game. I think MSU Michigan is the only night game. Uh, uh, I thought it was just going to pop up. Yeah, I did too. So I'll just throw it. <laughs> Over under for this game is 31 and a half. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, 3 30. Yeah, okay. So. <laughs> Both these teams really, really suck. Like, these teams are probably worse than MSU. They are awful. Um, man, I think I, I'm going to pick Iowa to cover. I think Northwestern is that awful. I'm going to pick Iowa. Oh, 100% we're taking Iowa here. Wow, you and I went hand-in-hand hand this week. Look at that. Well, now that you're just a straight-up wagon, <laughs> I think i got to jump aboard. Um <clears throat> 
I don't know. I like that Iowa bet in reality. I think that if they're home, they're easily going to cover that. That's two touchdowns. Yeah. North I know Western that they can't sucks. score, but... Northwestern is yeah. freaking awful, dude. They're, exactly. the worst, they're the worst team in the big town. I'm going to have to go throw money on this for real. Um, and that over-under, interesting. 31 and a It's half. probably going to be like Iowa wins 28 20, to 3. 20 to 3 or some 20 to 6 or something like that. Um. So... <clears throat> All right. Well, I guess that's all we had for football. We are going to um, continue doing our football bets even through basketball because the Big Ten basketball season won't overlap, right? No. There shouldn't be. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we do the Big Ten like um, like when they start playing each other bets, not just them beating up on, you know, whatever. Crappy teams. Yeah. Southern Illinois. Um Okay. Uh, was there anything else you wanted to say? Like, uh, looks like uh, Ashton Porter is the defensive lineman who decommitted for Northwestern uh, and was here on a visit a couple weeks ago. Is committing at the Under Armour All America game in December. So um, keep an eye out for that. Kedriscano went and visited Ole Miss in Oklahoma State. So that's not exactly great, but apparently Tucker. Uh, Went and visited him and his parents this during the bye week, and uh, they feel good that they'll be able to keep him. So hopefully they can keep him in the fold, but he's not going to sign until the late signing period, which, again, not a great sign. So kind of a 50-50 thing, I think, if they can keep him, but uh, something to keep an eye on there. Uh, but, yeah, that's pretty much everything. Okay. Uh, well, I don't want to just <clears throat> shoot out right now. Not yet, because it's Michigan week. So we got to do one last special thing for Michigan week. Ryan, what's your favorite Michigan-Michigan State memory to date? Oh, man. I, I, I got to go with trouble with the snap because I was at that game. And it, it, it's either that or their 2013 game where they held them to negative 48 rushing yards. Were you at that? I was at that too. Um, well, let, which one was more enjoyable? The, the For the entirety of the game or just afterwards? Because if it was for the entirety, <laughs> for the entirety of the game, it was absolutely the twenty thirteen game. If if you if you want to go after the game, one hundred percent the twenty fifteen game because Michigan fans were just depressed and sad, and I was extremely happy. It was great. I I I'm surprised. There was a guy. I was walking back to my car, and uh, this guy had a complete meltdown when, when we got back to where we parked. And he was like, he's like, I cannot believe I watched this shit every single year. And just started throwing, I was like, I was trying so hard to keep from laughing. <laughs> it was so funny. I, the, the stadium was like dead silent. Like I was walking out, I was trying to call my grandpa. And, like, I, you could just hear me screaming because, like, everybody was just dead. It was like walking out of a funeral. And, like, this is like a funeral for a person I hated or something. And I'm just, like, cheering, walking out. And, like, I, I got to go with Trouble with the Snap. Even though the 2013 game was awesome. Like, I got in line for that as I went with my friends. And we got student section seats. And uh, we got in line the night before and got front row tickets. And uh, it, it was a lot of fun. Like I met some really a lot of my close friends. I met through that. So um. yeah, that I guess you can't really beat that, huh? Um, you know, I was just thinking MSU Michigan, but I guess it makes sense to keep it football. Uh, my favorite MSU Michigan football memory. Um, 
I mean, you really did nail the good ones, but uh, I'm going to throw it back a little nostalgia. The the TJ Duckett... 2001 game? Um, yeah, I was watching that with my brothers and my dad, and, um, you know, I was, what, 10 at that time, and um, that was a, a very memorable... I think it was probably... Be, be, you know, MSU didn't beat... Michigan often back then. Um, and the whole, like, the clock stops. You know, what do they call them? Spartan Bob. Spartan Bob. Clock um, I think my dad was confused. He's like, why did the clock not move? Um, <clears throat> we were just kind of running around going crazy. Um, one of my best friends who's been on this podcast, Tico, I mean, he there was, like, no one else in the world named Tico except for Tico, <laughs> Tico Duckett. Duckett. <laughs> um, so it was just a very memorable thing. Um that's really and, that's really the first game like MSU football game I really remember well. Yeah, it was uh you know, <clears throat> I guess it was sort of like more of what's to come kind of felt like it was the first time that MSU really matched up in my living memory. Even though I know there were other times, you know, but um, that was kind of like before MSU sort of took a handle on that um, rivalry. I know there was some definite time in between, but. That was um, a fun one, and I think a very controversial and memorable one too. Last year's got to be up there too. That, that last year was probably the best game overall I've ever seen in Spartan Stadium. Um, twenty twenty, just for the funniness of it, like just the meltdown Michigan fans had after yeah. that game was pretty great. Yeah. Um, twenty seventeen is good. I mean, even I got I got to do a whole thing on this. I mean. Yeah, the 2017 game where nobody thought we were going to win, and then they Jim Harbaugh was a complete dumbass and decided to throw the ball like run an air raid in the in a monsoon. Yep, I, I remember mean, that day. You could you could keep you could just keep on going through. I mean, I if if we win this game, it's it's going to be up there. I mean, because nobody thinks we're winning this game, and we com- we could really completely ruin their season if the, if we somehow won this game. But it's not. It's probably not going to happen. Well, that and. I mean, MSU wins this game. They could. They could get a bowl. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you got to steal one of the Illinois, Michigan, Penn State games if you want to go to a bowl. Because I think you can, you should win both the Indiana and Rutgers games. They're at home. Both those teams aren't very good. I think they're. I think MSU's better than those two teams. It's not totally. I, I wouldn't bet on MSU making a bowl game, but I wouldn't be shocked if they stole one of those three games. Okay, this is the least likely probably yeah. of those, but. Uh, it is a rivalry. I think there will be nerves, especially if there's, let's say, let's just say an early mistake in Michigan's, like, you know, somehow down seven. Um, that place gets quiet and uh, maybe not at 7-0, but, like, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, the nerves come in. McCarthy, he didn't have his best cameo in the last rendition last year. So, who knows? I I know he's looked really good though he's been he's been solid i mean they, they they're always gonna be a team that wants to run the ball and i've said this before i don't get why any top tier quarterback would want to go there but i mean i guess you've got weapons that you get to throw like good weapons that you get to throw to but they're never gonna run like a offense where they want to just throw the ball over the field i mean that's not how they are so right so anyway um i think that we've said enough honestly like let's just be honest if roles were were reversed and Michigan State were the one you know minus a thousand favorite, 
this podcast would probably have been longer. We probably would have been really soaking in this, breaking down matchups, where things could go wrong. Um, I think that it's fair to say that when we know that one team's better, we're just not yapping our mouths off. Like it's yeah, just it's just common sense. You know, the rivalry is fun because sometimes you do have to lose. And if you never lost, I don't think that the wins would be quite as sweet. I mean, it's just the truth. Now, if we beat Michigan for the rest of my life and never experience another loss, I would, too, (laughs) enjoy that. Um, But, of course, this is how it goes. And um, I also hope it's a good game. I, I don't want to, like, just lose interest. You know, yeah, I've been getting pretty tired of turning off the TV or leaving games early this year. So right. I, last two weekends ago was a nice change of pace. So I for mean, sure, you know. Um. So anyway, MSU is on a winning streak, <laughs> <laughs> and so Michigan is as well. Something's got to give here. Um. And um, if you have any other thoughts, Ryan, we can close at this. It doesn't matter what happens on Saturday um, because it is always go green. Go white. Dillon up ahead, Winston. No one near him. And he's going to come out with it. And Michigan State is headed to Minneapolis.